Woo! <laughs> I think I lost my voice before I even start talking here. <laughs> oh, happy Easter. I'll tell you what, this morning we're going to be uh, telling you how Jesus' story ends right here on earth. So we're going to tell you how it ends. And then next week, we're going to tell you how we got to this place here this morning. We're going to start a series next week because, you know, we talk all about this, you know, how are we going to grow in our relationship with Christ? The, the goal is to conform to the image of Jesus Christ, right? That's the goal of every Christian, to be more like Jesus. Well, in order to be more like Jesus, to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, we need to know him. So the series starting next week is Come and See. Come and see. We're going to talk about the story of Jesus and learn about who he was, how he lived, and how he tells us to live. So we want to encourage you to come back next week. We'll kick that off. In Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 6, it says, On the first day of the week, early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of our Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. This morning, we're actually going to end the series that we've been doing, which is called a work in progress. Every single week, we've been challenging. And, you know, we always challenge each other to grow in our relationship with Christ. But in this series, we've been challenging each other to grow in our relationship, in our journey, taking those next steps in our journey with Jesus Christ. If, if we choose to do that, if that's our desire, if we choose to take those next step, steps, if we choose to actually grow in our relationship with Christ, we are called to walk the same path as Jesus walked. A path of sacrifice. A path really of service. But ultimately, a path of transforming power. See, sometimes we come to church and you come once in a while, right? Or you come every Sunday and you kind of go through the motions and don't realize what you're really dealing with here. Jesus Christ actually lived. Jesus Christ actually died. And Jesus Christ actually rose from the dead. One of the easiest things to prove in the history of humanity. And I would love, if you have any questions about that, to talk to you later this week about it. and Walk through that with you. But if you're going to walk this path with Jesus Christ, it's going to be a path, if you choose it to be, of transforming power. Very quickly, my greatest fear in life, okay, when I was younger, all the way through I gave my life to Christ, was public speaking. The idea of reading or talking in front of anyone, I was so panicked that I went almost blind sometimes. I was so frightened by the idea of it. How is it possible that I'm up here this morning, my heart's not even beating fast. It's the transforming power of Jesus Christ in someone's life. To be able to overcome their fears. To be able to overcome the things in their past, whatever it is. That's what we're talking about. The, 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 the resurrection power of Jesus Christ flows through my veins. 
I live that out every day of my life. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, where we have that ultimate path of transforming power. But before you'll ever be able to to live a Christ-centered life, just like Jesus died and rose again, but just like Jesus died, we need to die to self. We need to die to self, to die to those things in your life that are really limiting your growth. Limiting your ability to become more like him. Worry, right? Anxiety, anger, fear, bitterness. Those, those, those besetting sins that are in our lives. The greed that we, that we feel sometimes. The, the, the selfishness. The lies that we're listening to. Those lies that we hear in our minds as Satan tries to keep us in our place, if you will. Keep us in the grave, if you will. Keep us dead to the things that God wants us to do. But when Jesus rose from the, from the grave, all of that changed. The question I first asked when we started this series was, when God calls you to, to, to follow, will you? How far are you willing to go? When God calls, are you willing to follow? And how far, seriously, how far are you willing to go? Just religion going, you know, just kind of going through the motions and I believe in a God out there somewhere. Or do you truly want to understand why some people are so fired up about their relationship with Christ? They're fired up because they see the transforming power of Christ in their lives. They've come out of the grave with Christ, if you will. And they're living the life that God wants them to live. The problem is you can't truly answer that question of how far am I willing to go if you're still in bondage, if you're still listening to the voices of the past. So we come to know Christ, but the enemy doesn't stop whispering in our ears and reminding us, you remember that time, you remember your life back then, all the things that you did. You even did it last week. You, you know, he reminds us constantly of who we were, what we've been through, the things that we've suffered through, the things that have been inflicted upon us, wants to keep us in the grave, if you will, not resurrected with Christ and living out the, God, the plan that God has for our lives. We need to break free from that bondage. We need to stop listening to the voices of the past. We need to let Jesus Christ truly impact our lives. We need to, we need to let go of the bitterness and the anger. You can't become the person who God's created you to be if you're still controlled by your fear. If you're still controlled by that addictive behavior. If you're still being held back by the enemy. You know, I, I think of people's lives. And that what they go through and the struggles that they're facing and they're just kind of going through the motions, living a life of mediocrity. And I wonder, have you ever, have you ever wondered what God had in store for you before that event in your life? Whatever specific event it was for you before that event really impacted your life and, and just put a ball and chain around you. Have you ever wondered what God had in store for you before that event? Before all the lies clouded your vision. You had vision. You, you had those in your, in your heart and in your mind and then those lies came in and they clouded your vision. Before that sinful habit robbed you of your dreams. 
You don't dream anymore. But you were created with those dreams in you before, before fear paralyzed you and kept you from exploring, really exploring your true passion, your true purpose in this life. You ever thought about that? What my life could be like? God created you. And when Jesus rose from the grave, he wants to restore you. Haven't you ever wondered what you've been missing in this life? Because of all those things, because you're listening to those voices. Haven't you ever wondered what you're missing? Here's the thing. He is risen. He rolled the stone away. Why, why, why do you still act like your life is over? You know, some people walk in, they, they literally have stopped at that point. Whatever happened, they stopped at that point. Why do you still act like your life is over? Why do you still live? Why do you still live like your life is over? Now I know, I know so many people are afraid to step outside of their comfort zone. I'll go back to myself, the idea of being a pastor, even a youth pastor. I figured in a youth pastor, I didn't have to get up in front of more people and say as much. And I wanted to be in ministry so badly. When I gave my life to Christ, the first thing I thought was when I raised my head to my prayer, I said, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a youth pastor. I love my youth pastor. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to follow him after what he was doing, how he impacted my life. But the idea of getting up in front of a lot of people, but... What happens there? I was afraid for years to step outside of my comfort zone. I stayed within the boundaries where I controlled everything. And so I didn't have to do the things I didn't want to do. And I was afraid to step out of that zone. Afraid I might fail. I failed when I was growing up. Failed at a lot of things. I was uncomfortable with certain things. And I looked stupid in certain situations. Afraid, afraid I might hear those critical words again. Remember back then, whether it was your parents or your teacher or your coach, whatever, they, they, it was like this, almost like this satanic kind of words they put in, and you're, you don't want to hear those critical words again. You're afraid you're going to get hurt again, and so you stay back. You linger, you, you, you hold back. It's, it's so sad. That's why I'm saying Jesus Christ rose from the grave. He rolled the stone away. His resurrection power lives in you. But the enemy just keeps speaking into our minds and telling us he lives in everybody else around you. But you, on the other hand, nah, it's not going to work for you. Let me say it, tell you this. The enemy has kicked the fight right out of some of you. Beaten you down and kicked the fight right out of you. And it breaks my heart to watch it because I know what you're capable of doing in the power of Christ. He created you. He kicked the fight out of you, but I want to remind you again that Jesus Christ not only died for us, but then rose from the grave so that we could live abundant, full lives. So that we could live the lives that He's called us to live. He rolled that stone away. He can redeem. He can redeem your shattered life. 
He can restore. He can restore what was taken, what was stolen from you. Whether it was a child or a teenager or in your, as you get older, He can restore what was stolen from you. He can actually renew. He can renew the life that you were meant to live, the life that was meant to be yours. He can do that through the power of His resurrection. So why do you live like your life is over? Why have you settled in? When you're a follower of Jesus Christ, there is no settling in. There's following Jesus. When you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, Jesus is actually going somewhere. And He's taking you somewhere. He's taking you to fulfill the life that He's called you to live. On the days leading up to Easter... You know, the days leading up to Easter weren't some nice bedtime story about bunnies and flowers. Okay? It was a battle for your lives. It was a battle for our lives. It was a bloodbath. And the faithful were overwhelmed and they they felt like he was all over. But then something happened. Jesus Christ rose from the grave. He won and he won. And that means I won. That means you won. They were discouraged. They were overwhelmed. They thought it was over. And then he rose from the grave and it's never over. Our lives are not over. You're not finished. Because of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. He won. And that means I won. And that means you won. They Think about this. They beat him. They beat him. They flogged him. They ridiculed him. They tried to humiliate him. They spit on him. They took a crown of thorns and jammed it on his head. And then they took him and they crucified him on a tree and they hung him on a tree. That's what they, that's what they did to him. But then some, you know, the entire time you think, how could he make it through that? How could he make it through it? Because he thought of you. He thought of you. He is fully God and fully man. And the fully God side could recognize every single person in this room. And he thought of you. He thought of you. And, and defeat was not an option. Beat him, spit on him, hang him on a cross, stick a crown of thorns on his head, whip him so you can see his insides. It wasn't going to stop him because defeat was not an option because he thought about me and he thought about, he thought about you. They put him in a grave. They rolled a stone over it and left him for, they left him for dead, but he would not be contained. He would not be contained. He would not be denied. Nothing on this earth or in hell was going to keep him from fulfilling his destiny. Nothing. And what you need to understand, what you need to leave this place understanding is the resurrection power, that same power that I've been describing for the last few minutes is in you. It's in you. Why would Jesus say, when I leave you, you'll be able to do greater things than you've seen me do? Was he lying? You'll be able to do greater things? Have you read the Bible and seen what Jesus has done? And he says, you'll be able to do greater things than you've seen me do. Some of you have been through, and I mean, I mean this sincerely, but you've been through a life of hell on this earth. It has been horrifying. It's been so difficult. It's been so stressful. It's been so overwhelming. But he said, you'll do greater things than you've seen me do. 
How about restoring your life? How about renewing your life? How about taking back what was taken from you? How about helping you become the person he created you to be? How about nothing Nothing in this world can stand in your way from following Jesus Christ and becoming the person that he has designed you to be? That's, that's transformational power. That's miraculous. For me to stand up here, say what you want, ask anyone who knew me in the past, this is miraculous. Your life transformation is a miracle, is miraculous. And Jesus Christ can do it in you. He denied, he literally denied the grip of death and went beyond, he went beyond the boundaries of the grave. Through the power of his resurrection, you think about it, love overcame lies. Love overcame lies. Passion overcame pain. Literally, hope overcame disappointment. Joy overcame discouragement. And blessing overcame bitterness. Jesus turned everything upside down. They thought, the enemy thought by killing him and trying to get rid of him, that would end the battle. But what he did was the opposite. He rose from the grave, destroyed death, and destroyed any excuse that I have or you have for not fulfilling the purpose for which you were created. Because all the power is there. Remember we talked about in the last, in this series? About mining that out. It's all there. Listen to me. Everything you need to become the person that God designed you to be, when you gave your life to Christ, he planted it in you. Hear me. He planted it in you. It is there. And all you need to do is draw on that power. Mine it out of your life. Take hold of it because he gave it to you. Through his power, the Holy Spirit living in you. The resurrection reminds me that my life has purpose. It teaches us that we should, we should never give up because Christ, in Christ, all things are possible. I should never give up on my life or anyone else's life because in Jesus Christ, all things are possible. The question, the question, but the question of how far we are willing to go or really how far maybe that we're capable of going is often determined by the by the burdens that we carry and some of you are carrying some heavy burdens you want to go but it's you know it's like you're being weighed you're being weighed down it's so difficult to move forward if you're being weighed down if you're if you're literally dragging a weight behind you it's hard to keep up it's hard to move forward when you feel like there's a weight on your shoulders and shackles on your legs and you feel bound i know some of you are probably wondering what well, what's that big rock for what is that all about when we came in this morning? You know the rock sitting right out here? We got a big old rock. Obviously, it's Easter Sunday, so you get some what of an idea what that rock is for. But for, for us this morning, that stone represents the power of God in overcoming the burdens, the burdens that you're carrying in your heart. That's what it, that's what it represents. 
the burdens that you're, that, that, that God's power to overcome the burdens that you and I, that we are carrying in our hearts. The, the pain, the guilt, the sorrow, the shame, the worry, the anger, the fear, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the, you know, the, the sin, the, all of these things, the lies that, that keep us honestly from claiming our birthright. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you were born again. In Him. And some of you have literally not claimed your birthright. You haven't claimed it yet in your life. You're not living out the life that God has called you to live. That birth, It's yours by birth. You're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a person belonging to God. And you're not claiming that birthright. You're not becoming God's best. The enemy tried to contain Jesus by putting him on a cross and rolling a stone to contain him. And Jesus, through his power, just rolled that stone away. And through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can do the same. Some of you got the stone rolled right there. But through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you can roll the stone away as well. But some of you, seriously, I've been thinking, I was thinking about this when I wrote the sermon. Some of you are still lingering in the grave, if you will. Stone's been rolled away. We're excited about, we've seen Jesus come out of the grave. We were clapping, yeah, Jesus come out of the grave because stone's been rolled away. Some of you, some of us are still kind of lingering in the grave. The stone has been, the stone has been, yes, rolled away, but it's time for you to venture out and start living your new life, your life in Christ, to venture out. There's a great quote by Theodore Roosevelt. He said this, Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much because they live in a, in a gray twilight that knows not victory or defeat. I like that quote because it uses the term gray twilight. And I, I picture when, if you're, if you're in a tomb and the tomb is opened and it's sunny out, the sun will kind of come through and the entrance of the tomb, it'll light up the entrance of the tomb. But if you're back here, but if you're over here, you're kind of in the gray twilight. You can see the light. But you're not walking out of the tomb. You're not getting out of the tomb. You're not moving forward to what God has called you to do. You're living in the gray twilight. Enough, people. Enough. Walk out. The stone has been rolled away. Your life is filled with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Stop living in the twilight and start living in the light of what God has for you. Jesus was willing to sacrifice everything. He was willing to sacrifice his life for us to live abundant, full lives. And he's not asking most of us to die for him this morning. He's asking all of us to live for him. At work, at school, in every area of our lives, to, 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 to rise up and to live for Him. He's calling us honestly to leave behind the mediocre life that we've been living, the spiritually mediocre life that we've been living, and to experience the abundant life that He created us for. 
That's what He created us for. An abundant, full life. Not a mediocre, lame life. Why do you think sometimes our children walk away from the church? Because they look at the church and they say, where is the power that the pastor is talking? Where is the power that the Bible is talking about? I don't see it. And if you're younger here this morning, I'm saying you will see it. You need to live it. Stop blaming your parents or blaming someone else for why you're not living. I just haven't seen it. You live it yourself. Live it yourself. I challenge you. I literally challenge you this morning to live an abundant full, to give your life completely to Jesus Christ. Throw all things aside. Focus your attention and live for Him. And I guarantee you, the most dynamic, exciting, abundant life you'll ever lead and live, no matter what else you do. Don't call my God boring. Don't call my God boring. I don't go to church, it's boring. Really? Really? He's boring? You're boring. That's the problem. That's the problem. You say, oh, I try going to church. I don't care. Go try going. You don't try anything. You follow, baby. You follow. God says jump. You say how high. I didn't, I didn't try church. I gave my life to Jesus Christ and I said, go for it. I'm terrified. I'm terrified to do the things I know I'm going to have to do. But just go for it. Go for it, God. And I will be, I personally will be going for it and living the abundant life He called me to until my last breath. And my life, my friends, especially those of you who are younger, not one day has been boring. Not one day. Not a moment has been boring. God calls us, each one of us, to pick up our cross. Not to try Him out. He calls us to pick up our cross and to follow Him. To the people of Jesus' day, the cross, it symbolized death and humiliation. But then something happened in history. Jesus Christ was put into a grave and He rose from the dead and He rolled the stone away. And now that same cross symbolizes resurrection. It symbolizes new life. It symbolizes hope. It symbolizes renewal. It symbolizes power. That's what it symbolizes because of what Jesus Christ did by rising from the dead. His passion led him to the cross. His passion because of you. He thought about you. And his passion for you and for saving you led him to the cross. And his power freed him from the tomb. So he could put that exclamation point on our lives and free us and give us the abundant life that he's called us to live. His passion led him there and his power freed him from the tomb. And by that same power, listen to me, we are all free. But to truly understand what it means to live in freedom, to live that freedom, because some of you are living in bondage, I'm telling you. you you're, you're, you're tied up. You, you're living with two hands tied behind your back and your feet tied together. To understand what it means to live in freedom, we need to, we need to follow Jesus on his last few days of his life. We want to follow him. I want us to walk with him through Jerusalem. So I want you to just bow your heads for a moment. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. 
and just listen to my words and try to visualize what I'm talking about here. Last week we talked about Jesus' triumphal entry, right? He rode in, hallelujah. They watched him ride in. They laid branches on the ground. They laid cloaks on the ground. He rode in. Now he's in. Now, in your mind, follow him as he walked angrily into the temple. What they were doing in the temple was just blaspheming God. And turn those tables over. Now walk with him wearily into the garden of Gethsemane. When he was in the garden, he thought about every sin that you and I ever have committed, past, present, and future. He, he felt the emotional exhaustion. Feel that emotional exhaustion. When have you been so emotionally exhausted you could hardly get out of bed? Then painfully up that hill carrying that cross awaiting crucifixion. That noisy, nasty, treacherous road, chaotic and seemed like it was endless. But then powerfully After they put him in the tomb and rolled that stone there, he powerfully came out of the tomb. The the freedom. Can you imagine the freedom, the exhilaration from death to life, from darkness, from darkness to light. Those of us who've given our lives to him recognize what it means to go from darkness to light. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to reflect on your own life. Just from reflect on reflect on your own life, your own path. Because no matter who you are, you've had, in a sense, your own walk to Jerusalem. We've walked the path of hollow religion. Some of you are probably sitting here and like, I was forced to come here this morning. Because I've been to church before, it's kind of lame. Don't get anything out of it. So you've been down that path of hollow religion. I'm trying to explain to you what the difference is this morning and... Some of you have limped, you've limped through the hills of disappointment. Disappointment in relationships, disappointment with life, just disappointment. You've journeyed down that lonely road of, of rejection. The pain of rejection. And you've climbed over the mountain of chaos and confusion. Not understanding why things happen in life and just, you've climbed that mountain and And now Jesus calls us to continue our journey by his side. Think about this. You can you can just lift your heads. Jesus is calling us from that, from that journey we've been on. And he's saying, I want you to continue that journey. But you know what? I'm going to be by your side. And I'm not. Here's the deal. I'm not saying I'm not going to get up here this morning and saying this path is going to be easy. It isn't. That's why I said it wasn't boring. It's not going to be easy. All your problems are not going to go away. But what you have is Jesus Christ by your side. Here's the thing. It's not going to be easy. But but here's what we know. We know how it ends. For each one of us. We know. We know where it ends. We know how it ends. The road of life. Seriously? This morning. For each person here. The road of life has led you to this place. On this day. To answer this question, how far are you willing to go? 
How far are you willing to go in your spiritual life? Do you want to stay kind of where you are and live the life you're living right now and all the things you've been going through and have no, not walk alongside of Jesus, not have Him carry you through those difficult times, not have Him walk you and give you wisdom? How do I deal with this relationship? How do I deal with this person? How do I get myself out of this situation? How do I overcome this pain? How do I overcome this addiction? Do you want to continue to walk through life on your own? How far are you willing to go? For some of you, for some people here this morning, you need to lay down your old life. You need to lay down your old life and start living a new life in Jesus Christ. That's what needs to happen this morning. As simple as that. You need to put aside the old life. You need to lay down. You need to bury the old life and come out and start living a new life in Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I love this verse. The old has gone. The new has come. And here's the cool thing. It's newer every single day it becomes new he keeps on chipping away and sculpting you into the person he's created you to be so it's new every single day but some of you need to put to death the things and the way that you're living in in colossians chapter 3 verses 8 through 10 it says this but now you must rid yourselves get rid of it All such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off what the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. He's transforming. He will transform your life. It means walking away from the past and beginning a whole new life with him. In John 10.10, Jesus said this, The thief comes only to steal, steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you would have life and have it to the full. Isn't that what we've been talking about? Many people are living their lives outside of Christ. A lot of people who say they're followers of Jesus Christ have been living their lives outside of Christ, if you will. And Jesus is saying that will only end in spiritual and sometimes physical death, misery, suffering, broken relationships. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Just for a moment, I know this is hard, but I want you to... I want you to try not to think of the fact that you're in a church service. And I want you to focus on yourself. Just just focus on your life. Simple question. What kind of life do you want to live? Not rocket science. What kind of life? Every single person, answer the question. What kind of life do you want to live? If you have to walk through this life, and you do, we all do, do you want to walk through this life with God or without Him? Simple. If you have to walk through this life, do you want to walk through life with God or without God? In John chapter 8 and verse 12, it tells us, when Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, he makes it clear. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, 
We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' his son purifies us from all sin. How far, how far are you willing to go? Are you, are you willing to walk with him? Are you willing to give your life to Jesus Christ? Are you willing to make Jesus the Lord of your life? That's what it really boils down to. Are we willing to make Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives? Are you tired? Honestly, these aren't like really super duper spiritual theological questions. Aren't you tired? Are you tired of living this life on your own? And if you say yes... Then let him lead you, let him lead you home. It's quiet in this house upon the hill. You won't mind it. Some things you can't know till you're still. In the silence Let your spinning thoughts slow down In the stillness Things have a way of working out Allow me to introduce myself again I'm the one who knew before time began, I've been waiting for you to let me be your friend. Everything you ever need is everything I am. I am. I am. Take your chances There's nothing here to lose Ask your questions I promise you the truth As you're ready I want to hear your heart Is it heavy? What wounds have left a mark? Allow me to introduce myself again. I was with you every place you've ever been. I'm the one that held you when you could. If you're wondering who can heal your brokenness, I can, I can, I can.
desire this morning to answer that question and say, yeah, I, I want to I follow God. I want you to just bow your heads with me and just, you know, we, we make it more difficult sometimes than it needs to be. God just wants you to talk to him. If you want to follow him this morning, then just talk to him. And I'm going to share some words, but You don't have to repeat after me out loud, but maybe in your heart, maybe you want to add to this. But Lord, I just want to walk with you. Tell him, I just want to walk with you. I no longer want to travel this road alone. God, I want to live. Pastor Jessman talking of this power of this resurrection. I just want to live in the power of your resurrection. I want to live there. I don't want to visit. I want to live there. Please take my hand and let me walk by your side. Your word says if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that God, that you raised him from the dead, then I'll have a relationship with you. That's what I want. A relationship with you. Lord God, lead me home. Lead me home. If that's your prayer today, Jesus has already stretched out his hand. And I want you to do, just in the silence here with everybody's heads bowed, I just want you to kind of reach out your hand as a symbol of your desire to take his hand and begin a new life with him. You don't have to put your hand up, like raise your hand, but just maybe on your lap, just reach it out. He's already reaching for you. Just put your hand out and take his. If you did that for the first time this morning, this is your spiritual birthday. Your life has been renewed. The blood that he shed on the cross covers you. And you can be in a relationship with God the Father. Because now, 
Now, as God looks at you, he sees perfection because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Just hold on to his hand. He holds one hand down to you. He holds one hand up to God. And we are connected. We are connected with God the Father. We have a relationship with God. As we continue to bow our heads and just reflect. For others, you need to make a different commitment this morning. God is asking, how far are you willing to go? And today's your chance to answer. You've known him for a long time. He's challenging you. Come out of the twilight and into the light and walk with me. How far are you willing to go? It is time to put to death the things that are holding you back and start to live that new life worthy of the calling that God has on you. You've given your life to Him. Now you need to start living for Him. For many of us who've been coming to church for years, maybe we've given our lives to Christ years ago, but we've been just kind of playing some kind of game, going through the motions. It's time to pick up your cross and start living the passionate life that God created you to live. It's time to break free from the things that keep holding you in bondage and experience the life that awaits those who truly walk, who walk in Christ. Through the power of His resurrection, it's time to claim your freedom. Freedom from past failures, freedom from fears, freedom from worries, freedom from those hurts and those hang-ups and 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 those habits. Freedom from what you think you actually need, but don't. Freedom from the lies that keep you away from Christ. All the things that we strive for that don't even matter. In John 8.36 it says... If the sun sets you free, then you are free indeed. As we close out this morning, and you leave here today, I want you to write on the stone that's right outside the door. And put to death the things that are holding you back. Give your heart to Him. And I'm talking to people who have a relationship with Jesus Christ already. Give your heart, give your life, give it all to Him. What I want you to do is write your name on that rock. There's chalk. I want you to write your name on that rock. Let your name, as you leave here, let your name be a commitment to live in the power that rolled away the stone. Let your name be a commitment to live in the power of His resurrection. Let your name be a symbol that you are claiming your birthright. You are letting the enemy know, I'm finished with you. I'm no longer being held back. Listening to your lies about who I am. I know who I am. I am a joint heir of Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world because of what Jesus Christ has done in my life. The reality of who he is. Not some lame religion, but the reality of a living God in me giving me power to live out my birthright. Choose this morning 
by writing on that stone to live in His strength. Choose this morning by writing on that stone to fulfill His purpose for your life. And through the power of His resurrection, my friends, you are free to do so. You are free. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, thank You for this time that we can spend together. God, we kneel before You because of Your awesome power. And we're so excited to be here this morning, God, and to renew our lives, to recognize what we may have forgotten as we got lost in this world, in its weakness, in its mediocrity, that we are Your children. And because we're Your children, there's nothing that we can't accomplish through You. May we leave this place and live that out in Jesus' awesome, powerful, risen name. Amen. I love you. Have a great week.